with your palate cruisers. to a brand new episode of Audio Nuts, your pop culture palette cleanser. I am Eric Oldboy, online with the mysterious R-E-N, Mr. Rendivision himself, creating his own reality. What's happening, my man? What it do, what it do. What is going on in the world of Ren? That's a good intro, I dig it. Thanks. <laughs> I like that, I like I'm like, Rendivision, just came to me just now. Nice. Um... You know, we're uh, full of hobbies, and I picked up a new hobby. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I think this is perfect. So let's start off with the amazing hobbies that we've picked up. Go for it. You know, I'm a big gamer. I play a lot of games on my PS4, on the PC, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. How come GameStop is trending all of a sudden, you know? (laughs) I thought it was going to, like, go bankrupt or something, you know? Who goes into Who's going to GameStop? And who's trading in games? You know, everything trading in is a, is a, you're getting jipped. And so we, f- we found out that it's because um, of stocks. Yeah, it was somebody on Reddit. So probably anybody who's been paying any attention to social media by now yeah. has seen the Reddit bros created their own Wall Street bets subreddit. And one of the smarter ones said, hey, listen, uh, the, the big boys of the stock world, they do these short stocks where they have these stocks that are really low and they don't expect the regular Joes like you and I to jump in on these short stocks and grab at them and then build it up and then dump it ourselves. And so <laughs> Reddit bro said, hey, everybody, we're going in. We're going in on GameStop. It's, it's uh, totally short right now. It's, it's undervalued. Um, let's get everybody to put their money in. So about a million and a half Reddit guys jumped in, including you and me. And we all started bidding up all these different, uh, they started with GameStop and they jumped on AMC. Uh, uh, what were the other ones? Blackberry. Uh, Blackberry, Nokia. Uh, uh, um, Bad Bad Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of uh, some tr- uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of like you can mess with any other stock, but when it comes to GameStop, how dare you? How dare you? But this what was ours. genius about it is the guy the guy um, basically beat the people that put the game together. So And they got mad. They didn't like yeah. that. So the hedge fund old guys, the old billionaires of the world were like, what the hell's going on? And they got all upset because the little bros like you and I, we all got our Robin Hood apps. We put our money in and we started bidding up these things that shouldn't have been bid so high. And uh, they started like fighting back because, you know, the original bro – Went from nothing to twenty-two million dollars. Yeah, worth of GameStop stock. But did he sell though? I hope so, because they were, remember they kept saying one of their favorite things is to the moon, and they were gonna try to take this thing all the way up to a thousand dollars per share. Um, last time I saw it, it got to about three eighty, then it started falling back. Because what happened is hedge fund bro said, "No, I don't like this. We're the only ones that get to manipulate the market." And they started shutting things down. So they they put enough pressure on the little apps like Robin, um, uh, and they made them stop it. So you couldn't even buy. It. You couldn't even buy it anymore. And so that really hurt the ability for people to keep buying more and more yeah. shares and pushing it up higher and higher. Yeah, that's why it went down. Because like um, when it's off the off the market. No, what was that term? Off market. Yeah. Off. Oh, yeah. So after hours. After uh, hours. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we, we and I have both learned all this. See, 
uh, Rin and I didn't know jack squat about yeah. investment stocks like this. You know, we both have 401ks and do that kind of stuff. But when it came to like actual day trading, like a couple of day trading wolves of Wall Street, we had no idea. And so we've learned a lot. And one of the things we learned, we're West Coasters. And uh, the, the Wall Street market is open from 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. East Coast time. And so we've learned that, you know, that's a three-hour difference for us. And if we buy stuff afterwards, it really affects things. Right. So how much did you invest? So um, Your whole I have account? Yeah, I did hundred bucks. So I did hundred bucks. I spread it out. I never actually ended up getting any game in GameStop myself because by the time I jumped on it, it was already at like three fifty. I think it's lower now, but I got some AMC. I got a bunch of um, cryptocurrency. So I got some Doge. Um, Doge Queen. Black, Shout yeah, out. I got some BlackBerry. Yeah. So I got those bad boys, and I got some regular ones. You know, I went some Pitney Bowes. I got some like names you've heard of. I got some different medical. Oh, I got a bunch of marijuana. Um, I got some uh, information that the Canadian growers are a good one to invest in. So I invested in a couple of different Canadian grows. Yeah, me too, that one. Yeah, so it's still pretty good. I, um, I was real up on the first day before the, the big guys got in. And then I've come, come back down to reality, but I'm still doing okay. So I'm, yeah. I'm, it's a waiting game. I understand that this isn't an overnight type thing, but it is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that my uh, long term for me, I invested in MGM, uh, the hotel. Nice. Yep, I feel like uh, once COVID, once the vaccines, you know, kick in, uh, Vegas is gonna open, right? And one of the big ones is the MGM. MGM, and they just uh, you could do sports betting. So I think that's gonna be big. I think so too. I think that's a uh, that's a good investment for you. What were you paying per share? Uh, Twenty six dollars. Nice. I'm hoping I'll go to like hundreds. Well, that's the idea. I mean, hopefully. You'd like want to find the next Netflix or the next Tesla or the next, you know, whatever it might be, the next Bitcoin. And you get in early and you wait, you know, like it's the games, the GameStop thing is fun and everything, but that's kind of a flash in the pan, right? It happens yeah. really quick. Then it goes so away. rare. And either, either you were in on it or you weren't mostly the rest of these stocks, even for day traders like us, you just have to, you know, invest your money and hang out and wait. Yeah, I think for us, we just got to be patient and um, look for the long-term goals and not try to do overnight. You know, if it happens overnight, let's go. Yeah. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a whole like studio just to do podcasts or something. Yeah, we'll have to start like another show and we could do like our own. Uh, this, is, this is like the stock hour with audio nuts and we just talk nothing but hot stocks. Yeah, a bunch of BS. Because <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about yeah. at all. We just read whatever Reddit's called saying. Yeah. We learned all of our stock knowledge from 18 year olds on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Start start your kid off with the, just buy one for him. Yeah, Let us like, sit. Pick, pick one. It always reminds me of that episode of Friends where Monica realized that there was a stock that had her initials. And so she invested in it. And then she was like, always like rooting for her, the Monaco uh, stock, whatever. She didn't even know what it was, but it had her initials. She's like, go, go, go. Because I got to be honest, because of that episode, one of the first thing I looked up was my initials. I'm like, is there a stock? And there, there was not, unfortunately. No. Oh, I should look at mine. Yeah, you look up your initials. I mean, it just seems like good luck to invest in your own self. Right? Yeah. I, don't know. I think but, uh, uh, last time I checked the... Uh, the Dodge coin was up two cents. Oh. Nice. Yeah. So the Doge coin was so cheap. I mean, it was zero, 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 two cents or something. So it only took a handful of dollars to get hundreds of the, the, this currency. 
And um, yeah, the goal with it right now is just to get it to a dollar. If it gets to a dollar, it's like, it, yeah, that, that would be good. That'd be very good for us. We're selling, baby. Yeah. As soon as it hits a buck, I'm selling a dollar for sure. That's all I needed to get to. Once it hits a buck, we're going to get that uh, podcast mixer thing. Oh, yeah. We were like, how come you're pretty technical here? We're getting pretty good. Yeah, I got. So um, for my camera, I need to figure it out. Oh, okay. Because uh, then when I first time, first time I was doing it, I'm always getting that uh, the the focus box around you, you know? Yeah. I'm like, how the hell do you get rid of that, you know? So it turns out that the the older uh, Canon cameras, you can't, you just can't do it. Oh, I'm not, okay. I'm not sure if you update the firmware, it might help, but for our, for me, I'm using my um, Canon EOS RP, and yeah. you're using a SL3. SL3. Yeah. So those are like the newer ones, and once you like, update the firmware, you, you're able to do it. And Yeah, because I never had any issue. You were telling me, okay, when you get your camera set up, make sure to check this box, that box, and this box. Yeah. I thought, okay, that makes sense. I'm just going to plug it in, though, before I check any boxes. I plugged it all in. I'm like, oh, schniz, it totally just worked. <laughs> yeah, because if you look at all their uh, tutorials online, like YouTube and stuff like that, yeah, everybody's using like the um, HDMI video converter, right? Like uh, they all Elgato have older cameras, yeah. Or stuff like that. But these new ones, dude, you just plug in your uh, USB-C or micro USB and it just works yeah. as long as you have the, uh, the Canon utility. The firm, yeah, the can, app Canon utility app. But yeah, you're completely right because mine was literally plug and play. And yeah. so no special converters going on. Uh, nothing, nothing tricky. Yeah, so like you could move around like this and it's like always unfocused yeah. now. And like I said, we don't use any HDMI. It's it's called a, cl- a clean HDMI out, but we don't actually use uh, HDMI. And I'm using a USB-C. Yeah, me too. Um, and it looks fantastic. The only downside, the reason the end user, so for all of you at home watching on the YouTubes, you're like, well, their video doesn't look that great. It looks like 720. It's because of Zoom. I've been researching though, and I think I might have some options we can play, away, play around with. But uh, yeah, Zoom... Uh, downgrades our video quality from 1080 all the way down to 720 so that's why we don't look like we're 10k like we do when we're just looking at each other in real life yeah because we don't make that that money to pay for zoom so oh yeah we, and i'm not i'm not pay, i don't even think the paid for version <laughs> has better video quality i think we have to switch to something else but i've seen there are a handful because i actually asked it on our um twitter account i asked all of our other podcast homies out there i'm like how do you guys do it and i got some tips so i'll mess around with it and maybe in the next episode or two you guys will see how crisp and clear we actually do look i think the pay for you at 19 uh 1980 oh really because like the our 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 paid for account that yeah. we use real work well, yeah i'm actually editing in uh, 1080 and it's 1080 okay yeah. okay well, that's good to know. We'll watch the new we do is we'll just watch for freebies, and every once in a while we we'll have one full 10k episode. We're like, look at us. Yeah. Once it's like 10k, you could like join us live on Facebook. You know? Come see us in full rendition. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe it'll be black and white. Oh yeah, just to start, and I'll make really bad 1950s sitcom jokes. Yeah. So I think that's the perfect segue. I think we should segue into the healthy stream. So I think we start with uh, WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we, we talked about the last two episodes, or the first two episodes, right? Is that correct? No. Or no. 
Have we, we talked, talked about, any about episodes? none of them? None of them because we had a week off. Yeah, because we did our podcast before, right before it, came it out, started, and then we skipped a week, so we, oh, we missed you guys are in for a treat then. Because the first, uh, it was the first two episodes that came out, and then we got the third one. Okay, so we've seen three episodes. By the time every time it li- by the time everybody listens, they'll have seen four episodes, and I have a feeling there's a lot of good schniz getting ready to happen in episode four. Yeah, but let's give our feelings, our reviews. Uh, there may be some mild spoilers, or there might be some major spoilers. But let's talk one division. Go ahead, Ren. What's your thoughts? Um, well, to begin, they kind of warned us that it was gonna be different. It's gonna different. be different from uh, a lot of Marvel shows that or movies that you're you've seen and you you know. And so they gave us, you know, sitcom vibe, black and white, old school. And so I was expecting that. And it just it was just like a sitcom. And so um there was a lot of Easter eggs, but me being the Marvel nerd that I am, I have no idea what Easter eggs were. <laughs> right. And I just watched it for what it is. And I thought it was okay. You know, you get to see um, Mary Kate's sister. What's her name? Elizabeth Olsen. And, Elizabeth, yeah. Uh, Vision. They they get to act, like, uh, showcase their acting skills and, you know. Being... And fun fact for people that don't realize that she is the younger sister of the twins from Full House. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. If you look at photos, right, yeah. you see them together. They're like... Uh, Mary Kay and Ashley, yeah. it's kind of like if they fuse together, they make uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, they make Elizabeth. She's like <laughs> 10 times the actress. She doesn't seem to have the eating disorder that the other two have. Yeah. She probably weighs what both of them weigh together because they're like little skeletons. But yeah, that's it's it's pretty amazing that she comes from that stock because she is, yeah. a, I think what this has shown is what a great actress both yeah. her and Paul Bettany is. Yeah, because like I said, you get to see a whole different side of them and they get to you know, showcase their acting skills. Act- and then I really enjoyed it that part of it um but then they don't really reveal that much of the whole arching story right and you're just kind of like wondering the whole time you know right so i think you had two different kinds of viewers going into this you had those expecting marvel like yeah you're gonna see vision zooming around shooting things yeah. and all tricky shit and then uh then you had the people that were paying a little bit more attention and knew that this is more of a thinker this is i saw one hot take where they said this is marvel's joker not that they're the same but that they're both really risky takes that are different and i thought that, eh, that that's fair I, i'll buy into that and so yeah what you ended up getting was like you said really good acting as they uh, participate in these like sitcoms and they start in the 50s so the first one is kind of a I love Lucy, um, I dream a genie type episode. Yeah. And then uh, I guess actually that one's yeah more I love Lucy than anything. And then the second episode is I kind of bewitched genie. in I dream a yeah. genie. It's very bewitchy, very I dream a genie because then she's doing all her things. In yeah. fact, in the second episode, the um, the magic thing was amazing. I thought that was so well done. Yeah, because it was, it was just like uh, Bewitch and I dream genie, the whole technique. And everything. Yeah, the, the way they did it, the kind of the jokes that they used, everything was, if you've ever watched any of those old shows, this is what it's like. Right. I was really impressed with that. And I thought that the the way they've crafted it together and they're, they're just, they're just teasing the littlest components of what might be happening um, each episode. Cause you're just like, well, this is just a sitcom. But then there's these like just hints of like, Oh wait, was that Tony Stark? stuff was that stark was that strucker was that um hydra yeah but um this this whole two episodes okay. were like a easter egg bros dream right they're just like 
pinpointing, trying to find, like, you know, be the first, like, oh, I caught that. I caught that. You know, sort of thing. Yeah. And there were very specific Easter eggs, other than a few obvious ones where, like I was saying, they, they touched on like um, Hydra, they touched on Stark, they touched on Strucker, they touched on a few different things. And then Sword, we were, we were just like, oh, okay. So now we're, as the show progresses, we learn that Sword, the, the sister company to Shield, you know, they're the, the space you know, AI looking after type group is the ones that are kind of trying to figure out or help. I can't, we don't know. Are they helping Wanda? Is Wanda causing this weird TV reality or is something else messing with her? Right. That's why, that's why it's so, takes? that's why it's so intriguing, you know, cause you don't really know. And then I think if, if I would recommend this to a viewer to watch, I would say um, you should wait until everything's out. And then watch it as one, like a one whole sitting. That was the thing I thought that this show is one of the few that really would have benefited from just putting it all out at once because yeah. it starts to make more and more sense as it goes. Even by the third episode, you're starting to go, okay, I'm following along a little bit, but it does give you time. I mean, having to come out once a week to go online and get on the YouTubes and the Reddits and right. be like, what the hell, what the hell? And then someone smarter than us is Explain to this me. thing means that and you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like when the helicopter came in and it had a sword logo on it, it's a little toy helicopter. Yeah, like loads of yeah, sword. Yeah, maybe that was a real helicopter that tried to penetrate into her weird reality bubble that she's made, and that's what happened to it. I don't remind me the vision. Vision's dead, right? Dino's vision's, like killed. Yeah, vision's real dead. So you. So it's most likely is Wanda creating all this. Yeah. So the theory protects the something. Sure. The one working theory is she's having a mental break. Either A, something's attacking him. There's been some um, ideas that might be Mephisto or um, I forget the other evil villain that they said might be the one. There's a couple different evil villains that could mess with her mentality. But one of her powers in the comics is she can, in fact, alter reality. And so right. this might almost be like a protection thing. Maybe when she grew up, she watched a lot of different um, sitcoms. Uh, old TV sitcoms. Yeah, because she's from Scandinavia. The idea they're saying is maybe she is in fact in a town and all the people in the town have been sucked into this reality. Like she's forcing them to participate almost like puppets, but they're real people. And that the only one that's not actually real is the vision or vision's dead. And she's like straight up making his kind of dead corpse move around and do all this stuff, which is, I love the way darker choice of what might be happening. Right. And it's really interesting. So sword is on this outside of this bubble trying to get in and help her because they've we've heard him uh, call out to her and try to tell her some things and help her. And so uh, Monica Rambo is the um, Geraldine um, character. And she's actually uh, the same character that was the little girl in Captain Marvel. Right. She ends up going, according to the Marvel comic books, grows into her own superhero named Photon or Spectrum and eventually has her own stint as Captain Marvel. So she might have some power. So it could be that this bubble that maybe Wanda's creating where this world is happening and she's kind of captured these poor folks that have to participate. Maybe Monica Rambeau has enough powers at this point in her life that she's able to get in and she's kind of snuck in as an infiltrator. Yeah, because we can, we can see by um, some of the scenes where something happened and uh, Wanda didn't like it. And she's like, rewind and yeah, redo like, it, you know? No. Like there were the scene, I think it was the end of episode two where the beekeeper comes out from the, um, the sewers. Yeah. And you look at the back of his back, he's got a sword logo on. So he's clearly a sword agent that's yeah. trying to sneak into the bubble. And she's like, no. <laughs> and just yeah. rewinds that. Like, and that's it. 
So it's it's kind of like uh, she's a computer with firewall after firewall after firewall. <laughs> <laughs> and they're yeah, trying to like, get it. She's really spam filtered him. Yeah. <laughs> spam, spam, spam. But uh, in the third episode, it starts to get really good um, because then she gets pregnant and yeah. she starts to give birth to her twins. And we've also learned, at least you know, from the internet telling me about what the comics said, because I got to admit that I did not read a lot of WandaVision as a Ute. In fact, I would say I read zero issues of WandaVision or Wanda, whatever the hell it called, the Scarlet Witch. But um, they're saying that she has two twin boys and she has the two twin boys in the show, but that she actually um, made them from Mephisto's DNA. So like her magic and his stuff, whatever, they didn't actually have to get together for her to make the twins, but they said they could have remastered it this time. So maybe she created them on her own, but they are in fact real that she, she, created these two new living creatures which are both going to be mutants and the big working theory would be this is how they're going to introduce mutants like the x-men into the disney version of marvel nice because they what do they call them in in the marvel like inhumans or something like i don't know i was something stupid it was yeah they have uh they're special but they're not they're not mutants don't yeah, say mutants i remember when they when they t- said that like, wait they're not mutants <laughs> Yeah, because they didn't own the term at the time. They couldn't yeah. say it. But thanks to the Fox acquisition, they can say Newton all they want now. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, like how you, we were talking about um, Doctor Strange, this is kind of like a pilot for a bunch of stuff, you know, sort of. Thing. I hope so. The, the working theory is this is going to tie a lot of things into the new phase of Marvel stuff. Yeah. Like you said, Doctor Strange, maybe the new Spider-Man and all the Spider-Verse stuff. Uh, x-men fantastic four so all of a sudden it opens up all these avenues and this is the beginning stage of it and that's that makes it real exciting yeah i think like i said before you should if you're not in a rush to watch it just wait till it comes all it all out and then uh, just watch it at once because yeah if you're not like a big marvel nerd you probably enjoy it more if you get to see it all in one sitting yeah because just like what you were saying you know in the comics or somebody told you Mm -hmm. as an average viewer i might not know that stuff you know so I saw one like uh, 15-year-old TikToker that was pissed. <laughs> I came across him on Twitter because I don't use TikTok a lot. I do have TikTok, I'll admit, but I don't go on there. Yeah. So someone reposted it, and this kid was like losing his shit. He's like, F you, Marvel. This is so stupid. This is just a dumb 50 sitcom. You've tricked me. I don't love you anymore. He like, yeah. you know, he was mad. And so you don't want to be that guy. So if you think that you would be that guy by this kind of um, uh, show, yeah, give it give it till it's all out. Rinse yeah. right. Yeah. Just wait. For sure. So also on Disney, I have just one other little tidbit. We talked about in the past the uh, um Raya and the Last Dragon. And um it's exciting now because originally it was supposed to be a movie theater movie. Now it's coming out on Disney Plus on March 5th. So that's not too but... far from now. But but unfortunately, unfortunately, Disney is still doing their premier access so it comes out on march 5th but it's going to be 29.99 just like uh mulan was see a trend here (laughs) (laughs) what's the trend tell me what the trend is mulan all asian movie raya (laughs) and they're all asian voices i don't know man (laughs) 
Dude, it almost seems a little racist. I don't know what's happening here. We'll have to find out when uh, Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi or whatever the hell it's called comes out. If that comes straight to Marvel and they charge 30 bucks, <laughs> I'm like, you sons of bitches. It's like, I understand that they want to, like, it's kind of reverse, right? To where rather than being in theaters, they're charging you because they want to make a big deal out of it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, how is HBO able to release all these movies and yet you guys are still charging us like 30 bucks for it, you know? Like, yeah, I was kind of hoping once HBO said, you know, hold my beer and just start putting out the Wonder Womans of the world, yeah. that Disney would have rethought their, their, you know, what they're trying to do and said, you know what, maybe this isn't good business, you know, strategy. We should back off of this, but don't buy yeah. it. I think that's the key. If I mean, Mulan came out, what, a month and a half after you paid 30 bucks? So it's like, if you really want to get them to quit charging us 30 bucks every time a movie comes up don't don't buy it yeah it's it's like it's like a lose-lose right it's like if i i don't want to i don't want to have disney keep charging us for that um every time a movie comes out but at the same time if i don't do it they're like how come you're not supporting your your asian movies you know right you're you're in between a rock and a hard place me on the other hand i'm gonna be like i'm gonna wait (laughs) because you know what who's seen mulan you did you know what else I did. Who paid 30 bucks? Not me. Not me, man. (laughs) But um, there's a lot of controversy with that movie too. Which one, Raya? Yeah. Why? It's, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really know where I stand on this because one of the uh, controversy is it's, it's cool to to represent Southeast Asia, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, the main actress that's voicing Raya is um, a chick from Star Wars, Lisa Anne Marie or something like that. Anne Marie. Yeah. Something Marie. So, yeah, and she, she's Vietnamese, so she's Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. And then you have the dragon, which is like voiced by uh, Aquafina. Oh, Aquafina, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's everyone's a good like, rapper, by the way. Yeah, so everyone's like, if you're gonna ha- represent Southeast Asians, why not get all of Southeast Asian actors and actors to voice the movie? You know, and rather than, because uh, there's a whole diff- there's a difference between Southeast Asian and like Eastern Asian. Stuff like well, that. because the 60 year old white producer doesn't know the difference <laughs> he's like okay i feel pretty good a couple of asian yeah. people were good yeah we're good see that's why i don't re- i don't really know how i feel about it because me as a i'm a southeast asian sure uh it's kind of like i'm happy that there's representation in the in the big screen you know right and i just want the best actress and actors to play the part because that's their job, you know. You know, their job is to portray that character, to portray who they're playing, you know. Right. So there's a lot of people like are having, you know, if if the person if the character is deaf, we need a deaf actor to play that, you know. So sort of thing. it's like right. for me, it's like it's a profession. If they could play the part, and they could play the part, you know, it's just it's hard for me because I, I don't know. know if it's my place to say which way it should be. Yeah. But I, I agree, it, it gets a little tricky. Yeah. I, I I think that it is important for movie studios to try to cast the right people in the right parts um, but at the same time there has to be some leeway right if you're gonna have a blind character are you only gonna you know hire a blind actor yeah I mean, there's so many things that come into it so um 
yeah, they, we just need to be progressive. You know, when they when they're casting and they're thinking about it, they need to think progressively, and really maybe survey the um, the general pop. You know, if this is the this is the group we're representing. Let's talk to them. Let them have a few opinions before we just decide for everybody. You know, maybe that's the way to go. Right. It's kind of like, sorry, Charlie Cox, you're uh, you're out of the picture. <laughs> you're not really blind. You get out blind. Devil. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's, for it's, me, it's, it's tricky. Yeah, for me, I just kind of lean towards the just find the best player for an actor, actress. You know, just, right? If you represent that well, and then you're representing it, especially if it's animation, you know. Sure, animation is even more tricky because now you're just talking about voices. But we've seen like from Big Mouth, where you had the the white actress voicing the black little girl, and she said, "You know what? Um, that's not for me. I'm not going to do that anymore." Right. And I, I get these kind of things, but it is, yeah, we live in a tricky world where we want to like do everything PC, but we don't need to go so far that it just becomes ridiculous. Yeah. Cause it's kind of tricky because that's like black and white area. Yeah, <laughs> literally. But then this time it's kind of like a minority within the minority and it's kind of like, yeah, oh, what do you, I don't know. It's, it's like I said, I, I could see both sides. I just don't know where For I sure. stand, you know, I don't know, but yeah. And like I said, I don't think it's my place to even have an opinion. So I just, I'll listen and say, okay. But yeah. <laughs> Whatever I, everybody else decides, I'm good. I'm excited for the movie. I'm going to watch it. Probably nice. going to wait. Till... Nice. Uh, over on Netflix, I, I didn't have a ton on Netflix this 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 podcast, but I wanted to do, because you told me off air that you saw a movie that I haven't seen. I was wondering if you can give us a quick, like, 45-second review of the movie Outside the Wire. Starring Anthony Mackie, I believe. Oh, that one. Um, yeah, I just wanted to like because you were telling me you saw it. I've never seen it, and I want you. To, I want you to either sell us on us or tell us to move move on with our lives. Move on. Okay. Very, very cool action scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they probably got the same people from from uh, extinction. Extraction. Extraction. Is yeah. Really cool. Made uh, Anthony Mack like really tough. Oh, is, 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 he, is his acting any good in that movie? It's the same. Dude. He's like, it's he's Anthony Mackie. Yeah. <laughs> he's a decent actor, but he always kind of plays a version of himself. Yeah. So Anthony Mack plays a like a prototype of a AI with a robotic slash a synthetic human. Yeah. And so he's like stronger than the average human. And so, um, of course, he goes rogue. Yeah. You know, <laughs> And that's the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, and then he's trying to do basically the whole like uh, the whole like uh, moral of the story is like I'm I'm gonna sacrifice one small thing for the greater good, you know? Oh, okay. I'm a, I'm gonna save, I'm gonna kill thousands to save millions, sort of thing. Okay, and so Some straight up Thanos logic. Yeah, so it's but then the only thing that bugged me was the the side character that was with him was kind of yeah. annoying. It's kind of like, oh. what do you want, man? I don't know what you want. Like who's this guy and why is he here? Yeah, so the whole plot was kind of lame, but the action scenes were really good. Okay, so on a scale of one to ten, nuts. What is it rate? For me, more like a four. Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty lame. How does it? How did I can't remember. What did you rate? Extraction. What would you say it is compared to Extraction? What did I Thor. Say? I don't even remember. What would you say right now though? Nobody's gonna go back. Thor for me was like a six maybe. Cause... Okay, so you Extraction's the better of the two movies. Yeah, because like um, extraction had those chasing scenes that were like yeah. amazing. It's like I never right. seen some kind of that, that kind Cause of because that movie was film. made by a stuntman, filmed yeah. by a stuntman. Yeah. Okay. And then it, the funny thing about this movie is like he's he's a captain, you know. So I'm his the side, captain now. Yeah, he's the sidekick. So I was like, "Hey, Cap, 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 hey, Cap." 
it's like foreshadowing the yeah. fact that he's Captain America. Yes, yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. Genius. Genius. Okay, so moving over to Hulu. Hello, hello, Hulu. I'm going to do a quick review because I don't have a ton for Hulu either, but I watched a movie we actually talked about uh, not that long ago on one of our tasty trailers. And I kept saying, well, maybe I'll pay money for this if it you know, comes out. But guess what? It showed up on Hulu for free. So I watched the movie Save Yourselves. And if you remember, that was the one with the two, the couple that went to this cabin to like oh, get away yeah, from yeah. technology. The and furry there was balls. this weird <laughs> fur, furry balls. And these weird furry balls showed up and started like attacking the earth. So I'll give everybody a quick synopsis and then my review. But the basic plot is these two hipsters say, oh, man, we don't communicate enough. We're in love, but we don't communicate. We need to take a week off from technology. So they have a friend that loans them his cabin out in the middle of nowhere. They go out there. They ditch their phones. They ditch their laptops. They cut off everybody. They tell they send right. notes ahead of time. Hey, we're not going to be available, but we're going to do this. And so they're chilling, and they're like kind of doing their hipstery stuff, enjoying the cabin, or arguing once in a while about their love. And all of a sudden, like this furry ball shows up and she's like, was that Ottoman thing always there? He's like, it had to have been, right? I don't know. Maybe. And then things start getting weirder and weirder and they start seeing stuff flying in from the sky. And they're like, what is happening? And so there, she starts to get jonesing for her phone and she secretly packed it. So she goes and gets on her phone. They're so far out. His phone doesn't work. No bars or anything. And so um, the furry balls start to fly in from space. And everybody's like, what is happening? So she gets on her phone and starts, she has like 67 missed voicemails. So she starts listening. And this is where it gets a little creepy. She, it's all from friends and family going, run, or did you get away? We tried to go to Yankee Stadium, but it's been taken over. And like this kind of thing's like kind of creepy, make your skin kind of stand up on itself. And uh, as the movie progresses, they've learned that the earth's been taken over by aliens, which happen to be these little fuzzy furball things that... Uh, drain ethanol they, they survive ethanol so they, they suck all the gas out of stuff and that's how they get powered and stuff and they progress and i don't want to give too much away anybody wants to watch it the movie itself is fairly cute but it has no ending like zero ending it's like they wrote this entire movie and they're like how do we end this uh, i don't know yeah and so in the very end you think what's happening they're gonna escape and it leaves it totally wide open so you don't know did they escape did they just die what happened and then it just opened the credits rolled Part two, baby. Yeah, I don't think so. So uh, save yourselves the first half. If you just want to watch the first half, it's kind of cute and kind of indie, like an Indian indie alien movie. I give it a, a six, seven. Uh, when you throw in the ending, it falls way down because nothing wow. pisses me off in uh, non-conclusions. It goes down to like a four. No closure at all. No closure. Such at least give you something, summer. you know, like you know, anything. Yeah. And the ending was real weird. I won't, like, if anybody wants to watch, I won't spoil it because the ending just, you got to see it. And so I went and checked the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and just the real people, not the, the professionals. And real people were all like, God damn it. <laughs> How did that end? <laughs> What's happening here? You, so, you, know, uh, remember, you remember those um, <clears throat> YouTube videos were like, How Game of Thrones should have ended? You know, yeah, exactly. They need to make one of those. So here's my review of Save Yourselves Save Yourselves from watching this movie. <laughs> Nice. And I really like the main actor too, John, somebody or another. He's on that favorite show I like of Search Party. And I still am rooting for this guy to become the next big thing. He's very, I don't know, charismatic, but this is this is not it. Not it. Did you say um, he was like the next like Seth Rogen or something? Yeah, he don't look anything like Seth Rogen, but he gives me those kind of vibes. Like you could put him like you could take Seth Rogen out and replace him with this dude and be like, okay, I, I get it. This guy has a presence. It's kind of like that real laid back, like funny presence. So 
I hope so. I really hope he, he catches on. Um, over on Prime, Amazon Prime gave us a second trailer that we talked about the first trailer to Invincible. Invincible is that cartoon that's made by Robert Kirkman. Um, it stars, it's voice acted by Steven Yoon uh, from Walking Dead, right? Yeah. Uh, J.K. Simmons, Sandra. Oh. Oh. Um, and Seth Rogen, just like we were talking about. Yeah. Perfect segue. Uh, uh, Jillian or Gillian Jacobs, we know her from Love and Community. Um, Zazie Beats, uh, Mark Hamill, you guys probably heard of him. He's in a little movie called Star Wars. Mark Hamill, but he's the bad guy, yeah, probably. He does the Joker too for Batman. Yeah, uh, uh, Jason Matazukis, Rafi himself. Wait, wait, that's his name, yeah, you didn't know that. Oh, shit. yeah. Yeah, Coach Steve or whatever he's our yeah. <laughs> was he is it Coach Steve on yeah. Big Mouth? And uh yeah, so that's the, I mean, I just saw the casting of it. It looks great. The trailer is very similar to the teaser trailer they'd given us early in the yeah. year where they start off like throwing the baseball around the world. And then they give us a little bit more about how he's a teenager, but he's also a superhero who happens to be invincible. invincible. Yeah, it looks really good. So uh I'm excited to see it. it comes out on March twenty-sixth. Invincible Amazon Prime. I like the um, animation style. It reminds me of all the DC animations. Yeah, it looks really good. And that's where DC really excels. So I'm excited that it is kind of that animation style. Uh, a few other TV tidbits that I have. Uh, Resident Alien is another show that we've talked about. Uh, they released a second trailer. And I think by the time we do our next podcast, we'll have been able to at least watch one episode. It's a sci-fi original starring uh, um, Andrew. Starts with a T. Tudyk. Yes, thank you. Yep, that guy. Um, as the resident, El- is it Andrew? Something. Alan. Alan. Yes, yeah. Alan. Alan Tudyk. Yes, final answer. Starring Al- Alan Tudyk is an alien that's uh, pretending to be a doctor in a local little local town. And uh, the second trailer, they definitely rearranged it so it, it was less silly and a little bit more like, "Ooh, that's kind of weird and fun." So uh, that comes out, I believe, this week. Um, I've also started watching a TV show called The Watch, which is on BBC America. The watch is kind of interesting. We talked about it's, it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because um, I've seen five episodes now, and th- it's like kind of a dystopian, weird future thing with orcs and trolls and like you know werewolves and all sorts of weird characters. But it's really silly. It's meant to be. It has jokes. It's all British. A bunch of really thick British folks. But what's interesting I've noticed is the editing is freaking terrible. The show itself is decent. Like the jokes are pretty good. The acting's great. The special effects are like pretty good for television. But whoever they put in charge, whoever drunk a-hole they put in charge of editing this thing, it's so weird. Because I keep thinking, did I miss something? Did I need to rewind it? Is it maybe a different cut because of it came from, you know, uh, Europe to over here and there's something, something happened. They had to make it fit our TV. And because like it just jumps around, it's so choppy and weird. And I looked it up, and everybody bitches about it. So it just edited really poorly. So oh. uh, the show in general, I'd give it a solid seven. When you add in the editing, it's like a three. Um, my other couple tidbits is: Did you see that George Clooney is producing a remake of Buck Rogers? No. Did you ever watch Buck Rogers? Have you ever seen the reruns? Obviously, I, both of us are too young to watch it when it came out because it's a really old Star Trek original, that timeline type star show. It was more cheesy. Like Buck Rogers was like, hey, you know, we're shooting his laser guns and stuff like that. So it's sci-fi? 
It's a sci-fi show, yeah, because it, it was very much like a silly version of Star Trek. Nice. And so um, they're talking about um, George Clooney is the producer, but there's also a possibility that he might actually star as Buck Rogers. And if you ever Google what Buck Rogers look like, you can totally imagine George Clooney as Buck Rogers. So I'll keep my eyes on that and let people know if that's what's going to happen because I'm not interested unless it's George Clooney. It's probably him. <laughs> yeah, if it is, I'm I'm down. We'll just have to figure out what channel it ends up on because uh, Buck Rogers is a is a ute. I used to watch it in reruns on Saturday morning, and uh, I loved it. Buck Rogers is a lot of fun. It was really stupid and really silly. Nice. The earlier your um your camera went out of focus and got your um, punch out game. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I got to punch out playing the back. So we got most of the video games set up and hooked and working now. So it's pretty cool, and I've had a lot of fun uh, replaying Mike Tyson's punch out, and I'm pretty decent at it. it. Took me a while to remember how to do it, but I'm okay at it. Ain't that game like super hard? Oh yeah, and it only gets harder as you go because it's it's not really it's less about boxing as much as it is about memorizing how to tap each character. So when you yeah. whatever your opponent is, you gotta know exactly which moves to make over and over again repetitively so you can beat them. Yeah, it, it teaches you patience. <laughs> Sounds like a frustration game. Oh, for sure, for sure. And then my last TV tidbit is uh, there used to be a television channel called G4 TV. Did you ever watch G4 TV? With uh, Libby Munn. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They had their own channel, and it was a channel of like technology and video games. And G4 TV is finally prepping uh, for its return to the airwaves. And fans can look forward to our favorite shows from the old days your Olivia Munn show, Attack of the Show, and X Play later this year. So they're bringing them back. I'm excited. Nice. Uh, I don't know if I would imagine they'll probably get the good people like the Chris Hardwicks and the Olivia Munns to come back and at least like introduce this stuff. Yeah. But those, that was some good TV. I dug it. I mean, it made them who they are, who they are now, you know? Yeah, I know. It, it was their launching pad for all their careers. Yeah. So I think it's perfect time to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're going to hit you with some tasty trailers. I got a handful of tasty trailers, and then I got some news. I got some news I've been saving because we haven't been wow. able to get to news in a while. So some of these stories might be a little little old, but you probably haven't even heard of them because they're so bizarre. Yeah. So on the flip side, we'll hit you with some tasty trailers and a little news jacuzzi. Need affordable graphic design? Visualantidesign.com should be your first stop. High quality work at low, low prices. Perfect for every need from corporate to personal. Visit Visualantidesign.com now and request your free quote. And for a limited time, mention Audio Knots for 10% off your first project. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Um, my first tasty trailer is... Um, the new Coming to America trailer came out fully, so the whole thing came out because um, we'd only seen a teaser up to this point. And uh, the movie comes out on Amazon on March 5th. And what I thought was amazing is how well both Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall have aged. Like just them, though. They age well. Everybody else is kind of... And there was, I don't know if it will be as funny because the original Coming to America was R-rated. This one is PG-13. And so I don't know if that's going to affect... Uh, anything about it but there was one joke that really got me where they were like making fun of um who were they making fun of with one guy said something about they, they got a little too racist with the jokes even though they're all black guys making fun of a black oh, guy yeah. <laughs> i think they were making fun of one of their haircuts or something and it was really funny so i'm like okay this this might be pretty good for a straight to streaming movie yeah after watching it i i cracked up a lot so i'm like this is actually this looks pretty good 
Yeah, I think a lot of us have forgotten how funny Eddie Murphy used to be. I mean, yeah. he was the king. Um, I would look forward when I was a teen to seeing any Eddie Murphy movie, but he's been so like ever since he moved to like cartoons, you know, the Shreks of the world and other things, he hasn't been real successful in his acting career. So I'm hoping this could be his comeback. Yeah, because you can see in the trailer that he's playing multiple parts too. And that's something that's yeah. an Eddie Murphy thing. Yeah. Where he always play multiple parts. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it looks good. So I'm I'm really excited for that. And the fact that we're so close to um, coming to America time, I'm ready for it. Yeah, me too. Uh, my second trailer is a big one. Uh, they finally released the full trailer for Godzilla versus Kong on HBO Max. Yeah, this is another one of these amazing movies that's going to come out on HBO Max and in theaters at the exact same time on March 26th. So it's not too far away itself. And uh, I'm not super into these movies as much as you are, but it does look freaking cool, man. What do you think? Yeah, I just wish that um, theaters were open because these, these type of this movie is movie. perfect with a big screen, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm huge into the big monsters fighting movies because I grew up watching all those goddamn Godzillas. Godzilla yeah. versus Godzilla versus, you know, every, everything. And you can find those on HBO Max too if you want to. Oh, the OGs. So yeah, they're all the there. Yeah, that might be a good, like, good warm up before watching this uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. So for me, after watching this, I'm like, this is a Batman versus Superman type of thing where they fight each other, fight each up. other. But turns out we have a, uh, greater threat, so let's team up and fight that threat. And then well, that we're going to we're going to go they, they, by ways. Yeah. <laughs> they start fighting until they realize that both of their moms were named Martha, which was yeah. just shocking to me. I'm like, how is that the same plot? <laughs> but yeah, who's it looks Ma- good. Who's Martha? Mia? Who's Mothra? <laughs> oh my God! There it is. Both of their moms are named Mothra. <laughs> who's Mothra? I'm Mothra. But uh, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. And I think that uh, from the interwebs have told us that we, if you look real carefully, there was a hint of Mecha Godzilla. Mecha. So Godzilla, Kong, Mecha Godzilla. Sure, why not? Let's go. Yeah, because you know, um, Mecha is built by humans and humans are always evil, man. Yeah, so that means that Mecha Godzilla will be the bad guy that Kong and Godzilla will have to quit fighting each other to take on. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, my next trailer stars Tom Holland. And I can't remember if I sent you this one or not because we've had so much going on. But uh, the movie Cherry. Did you ever see the, the trailer for Cherry? No. no. Is that so, the one? No no, no, no. So Tom Holland, I think, is going out of his way to make sure people know that he can actually act and he's not just Spider-Man. Right. And so uh, Cherry is about a, a war veteran that comes back addicted to like some sort of pain pill. And he becomes a drug addict, so he uh, evolves into a bank robber, and it kind of follows this story. And it looks kind of cool because it's made. It's actually, I think, produced by the Russo brothers. Hmm. So you got a lot of superhero ties to this, but it's definitely not a superhero movie. Um, Tom Allen, Tom Tom Holland does look like a really good actor Tom as Allen? far as it goes. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't know too much about it other than it comes out on March twelfth, straight to Apple TV. So this oh, is Apple TV original. I remember now because I remember um, him tweeting. Uh, three, twelve, twenty-one. Yes, and like, yeah. And we were like, <laughs> I was like, maybe it's Spider-Man, and people were like, no, it's gonna be Uncharted, and it was freaking Cherry. <laughs> like, damn it, Apple TV. So do you have? Do you still have Apple TV? It's funny because I actually got an email from them saying, 
your membership's been extended three months for free. <laughs> they did the same thing to us. So yes, we all still have Apple TV because yeah. I read this report not that long ago that they said like 87% of people don't pay for Apple TV. They can't sell it, so they just give it to everybody. Yeah. There's so, not enough content. There's no, no if you're if you're paying for Apple TV, you're a real sucker. That's all there is to that. If you're one of the the thirteen percent that's paying for Apple TV, I apologize. It's been like what two years, and we I still haven't paid for it. No, no, nor should we ever. You know, Apple TV is not going to give me a goddamn plug of my new iPhone. They're not going to be able to charge me for Apple TV. <laughs> that's the trade off, guys. That's it. I draw the line. Yeah, like look look at Amazon, dude. Amazon Prime. We're paying for Amazon Prime. We get Prime yeah. Video. Like, we're paying for all this other crap as huge Apple users. This should just be a benefit. This should be the cherry on top. Come on. Oh, oh. And so my last trailer is called Breaking News in Yuma County. I almost said country. Breaking News in Yuma County. Um, this one looks pretty good. It comes out actually really soon. And I think, I think it's one of these movies that they're going to try to charge you like, Four ninety nine to watch, but eventually it'll be free on all the streaming services. Comes out February twelfth, and it stars a lot of names you're gonna recognize. So it stars Allison Janney. She's the tall, skinny, older mom on the TV show Mom, and she's been on a million different things. Uh, Mila Kunis, you've probably heard of her. She's the hot from that '70s show. Uh, Aquafina, who we we've already name checked once in this episode. <laughs> uh, Wanda Sykes, Julia Lewis, which is a name I haven't thought about in about twenty five years. Uh, Samira Wiley and Regina Hall and it looks really kind of fun so it's like one of these things that's based on our true story uh, and it's, it looks as if Allison Janney's character may have murdered her husband Now we don't know for a fact that she murdered her husband but it's quite possible but what makes it extra interesting is Mila Kunis's reporter gets called to come see the story before the police even know that this guy may has gone missing and so she's reporting on it. She believes that Mila didn't do it because I think maybe, or that Allison didn't do it because I think maybe they're related or somehow. I can't remember. And there's this whole kind of like funny, like what's going on type whodunit. Did she actually kill him? Did she not kill him? What the hell is happening? So I would recommend everybody go out and watch the breaking news trailer because it does look, looks interesting. And if it shows up for free, I'll watch it. If they try to get me for a couple bucks, no, thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's a typical where, um, you got to stay till the end to find out type of thing. Oh, for sure. You won't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you won't know. Maybe it'll be like, um, uh, thanks for coming or that movie was called save yourselves and they'll just stop and we'll never know. You decide for yourself whether or not, you know, they actually did it. So let's move on to the new jacuzzi time to dip our, dip our toes. <laughs> So my first story has to do with the Galactic Federation. This actually came out um, right before the presidency changed. So there's a lot of Trump references in this too. But former Israeli space security chief says extra, extraterrestrials exist and Trump knows about it. Ooh. So this isn't like some just random person. This is like a real like military person from the Israeli army. A former Israeli space security chief has sent eyebrows shooting heavenward by saying that Earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials from the Galactic Federation. The, the unidentified flying objects have not asked us to publish. Oh, excuse me. This reads really weird. The unified, unidentified flying objects have asked us not to publish so they, that they are here So because humanity is not ready, said Haim Ashid, 
former head of Israel's Defense Military Space Directorate. It's weird that they even have that as a category. <laughs> um, he said that uh, Isha said that cooperation agreements have been signed between the species, including an underground base in the depths of Mars where American astronauts and alien representatives are living together. Uh, Wait a minute. We got people in Mars living in, in Mars the, in the depths of Mars, not just in anywhere in Mars. Maybe Elon was sending them a car so they could have their own car up there. Elon's trying to get internet to them. Yeah, I know. Uh, Eshid added that President Donald Trump was aware, we'll say, uh, former um, President Donald Trump was aware that extraterrestrial, is a hard word, aliens exist and have been on the verge of revealing information, but were asked not to, to prevent mass hysteria. They've been waiting for humanity to develop the, and reach the right stage to understand in general what space what space and spaceships are, as she said, referring to the Galactic Federation. The White House and Israeli officials did not immediately respond to this NBC News request for a comment. So this is uh, this was a real story that real news networks actually had to cover. And that's why, my friend, we have Space Force. Yeah, that's that was the whole tie-in. Is like, did we create Space Force because of the Galactic Federation? You know, um, aliens are orange. Do you know that? Oh, <laughs> because uh, Trump's been preparing this whole time. So when they when they meet us, he's like, look, 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 they're like, you're one of us. I'm one, or of maybe you. he is one of them. Maybe he's been an alien from the beginning. All right. And we just sent him back to Mars. I mean, I don't know. Could the be. depths of Mars. The depths of Mars. I thought it was really funny that some random alien group's been around and then they have a nice nice uh, TV-ready name like Galactic Federation. It's like, thanks, guys. That makes it so much easier. Well, we, we're going to make the Guardians to protect us, right? Yeah. So uh, Space Force, please protect us from the Galactic Federation, I think. I don't know. Um, my next news story has to do with an attorney that has a taste for vanilla-flavored lawsuits. So this guy, a Long Island lawyer, is waging a legal crusade against food makers that he says mislead consumers into believing that their products are vanilla-flavored when they are not. Uh, Great Neck attorney Spencer Sheehan said that since the beginning of the year, he has filed 27 lawsuits, and I've seen this story uh, grow. It's up to 101 lawsuits on behalf of consumers related to yogurt, cookies, oatmeal, almond milk, soy milk, cream soda, and ice cream labeled as vanilla. The U.S. District Court is seeking $5 million in damages, and this is going to be um, one of these cases that all of us can get on. It's a class action case. So if you look it up, you can sign your name if you've bought any of these things that supposedly claim to be vanilla-flavored that aren't actually made from vanilla bean. Wow. It's crazy because um, he says that uh, rather than using the expensive um, vanilla, they're using it costs about two hundred fifty dollars a gallon for vanilla extract. Manufacturers sometimes mix in synthetically derived vanilla, which is only seven dollars a gallon, and other flavor enhancers to claim that they have a vanilla flavor. So a lot of the favorite vanilla things that you're eating, you need to really look at the label to make sure that this isn't some bullshit vanilla. 
it's technically vanilla like sort of vanilla make sure they're spelling it right you know like they used to with cheese when it wasn't really cheese it'd have like a z somehow involved cheese so my next story though this is a good one this is probably my favorite one on the list uh internet (laughs) it's hard for me to laugh because i have a photograph so all the audio nuts out there when we're done with the story you need to google this and see what this looks like and when i was researching it turns out you can actually buy this device on Amazon right now. So it's not only does it exist, it's easy to purchase. Uh, Internet-enabled male chastity cage uh, has been invented. So I don't know if anybody's ever heard of a chastity belt. Chastity belt in the old days is like these kind of, you've seen them in jokey movies where they're like basically iron panties. (laughs) So the guys can't get none until, you know, they get unlocked. Yeah, it always always reminds me of um, Robin Hood men in tights. Yes, yes. Exactly. I know. So I think that everybody's knowledge of chastity belts comes from stupid movies like that, for sure. So these guys have made this thing that's a a male version of the chastity belt. And I'm looking at a picture of it. And it literally looks like almost like a gun holster for your dong. Hold on. It's like a dong holster. What do I look at? It's called the cellmate. (laughs) So if you look up the cellmate um, chastity cage is what they're calling it. The cellmate chastity cage. The problem with the cellmate chastity cage is it has a very major security flaw. Now, see, the, the idea of it, and they had this idea is uh, your your lady friend or your guy friend or whatever floats your boat, your, your your lover would give you said chastity belt. And they would, you put it on and it would lock up your junk, right? It would keep your junk all nice and tight so you can't use it for nothing, nothing until they unlock it. Now, you know how they unlock it? There's no key. There's no manual release. There's only way to unlock it is via the interwebs. Now, here's the problem. Because of a security flaw in the enabled uh, male chassis device, it allows hackers to remotely control the gadget and permanently lock in the wearers. <laughs> oh, my God. And so it said the only way you could get out of said locked up chassis belt if a hacker happened to find it or their way into it and lock you into it is uh, with a saw or some other like device and like really strong because this thing is not they're not messing around this is like a real well-built device damn the cellmate chassis cage built by chinese firm q or qe Let's users hand over access to their genitals to their partner who can lock and unlock the cage remotely using an app. But multiple flaws in the app's design mean anyone could remotely lock all devices and prevent users from releasing themselves. And this thing is still for sale on Amazon right now. Even worse, as the chassis belt does not come with a manual override or physical key, locked-in users have few options to break out. One is to cut through the cage of hardened steel shackle, an operation that will require bolt cutters or an angled grinder. <laughs> you think this is the grinder these guys have been looking for? I don't think it's the right one. Yeah, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> I thought it's gonna be like a like a like a something you wear like a panty or underwear, but it like wraps your junk, huh? Yeah, it says that. Uh, <laughs> The fact that getting loose is made even trickier by the fact that it's shackled around uh, tightly around the wearer's testicles. Uh, the other discovery by the pin test partners is an overload to the circuit board that controls the lock's motor has three volts of electricity in it that can sh- shock the user's area. Oh my God. This Dude, is, 
there's like no room in that man what if like you get a boner or something yeah this is this is not the toy this is not the toy for you (laughs) this is not this is not the digital chassis belt you've been looking for okay so yeah this is a terrifying and the fact that this this exists and still you can still buy it to this day is absolutely devastatingly how much does it go for i don't know look it up on amazon you look it up because like um if I look it up, it's going to be like, recommended for you. Like, no. <laughs> Your wife's going to be, what the? F- <laughs> what have you been looking at? You're like, yeah, I really want this for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. My junk's in the trap. So and only you have access. Yeah. And, and some foreign hacker. I mean, it is made in China, man. Oh my gosh, I love it! I love it so much. Uh, my last couple stories are quicker. Uh, John Mulaney, our favorite uh, voice talent, he also is a pretty decent actor and a, a fantastic comedian. He's the voice of Big Mouth's Andrew. Yeah. I also wrote down, but it seemed to delete that I forgot that he was also the voice of Peter Porker splat, slash Spider Ham in Oh yeah, um, Spider Verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, John Mulaney has entered rehab. For alcohol and cocaine <laughs> i'm like no wonder he's so funny didn't he put himself in yeah he's self-checked yeah. in because i think he realized during the uh pandemic coronavirus that he's uh, uh spending too much time with himself maybe he got mail locked up in the chastity belt yeah, i can't get out it sucks because he's a good guy so uh, we're rooting for you john mulaney we hope you your rehab works and that everything comes around because um you're an okay actor you're a fantastic voice actor and i all the think all the comedian type things you do i like and my last story uh, is pretty interesting. Microsoft has pat- patented a chatbot that's capable of simulating dead people. So this is both interesting and creepy. So what happens oh. is they have you input all this information about yourself ahead of time. And so you basically create a virtual version. So say I'm getting ready to die. Say, oh, hey, Ren, I just found out that I have some terminal disease and I got nine months to live. I can spend my time filling out all these questions, answering things, and this this AI will basically develop my person persona. And then when I'm croaked, you can type in, "Hey, I want to talk to Eric online," and it'll pop up. And it'll be like Eric Old Boy, and he'll talk just like me. He'll say stupid shit, and they're like, "Oh, that's still him." But I'm dead and in the ground and worm food. So I thought this was. I can't decide that if this is amazing to help people cope, or if it'll become a crutch for people that can't let go. Um, if you want to know, you should watch uh, that one episode of Block Mirror because that's oh. exactly what happened. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So you're telling me Microsoft is stealing their ideas from Black Mirror? That's scary. <laughs> yeah. Because in that one, it, I remember because the main uh, actress was uh, Aging Carter from. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Marvel. From Aging, yeah. Yeah. Shield and Aging Carter. I think her husband died, and in, in that in that world, you were able to do that. And so they took one step up by making it like a robot doll or some shit like oh, that. Yeah. And so you're communicating with with your your husband that died that looks like your husband. Oh. Yeah. That so is it's creepy. Yeah. So maybe this is that first step towards that. Yeah, they're moving towards that dude for sure. So it sounds like old, it sounds like Eric Goldboy. What if he looks like Eric Goldboy? Yeah. Oh, creepy. So creepy. 
Yeah, that's terrifying. So these are the things that uh, they're using with the technology. <laughs> technology has invented uh, dick belts you can't shake off and uh, dead people chat. I mean, just, what else just, can we come up with? We've just, hit the pinnacle. Just let go, man. Just let go. Yeah, it's terrible. Unless, of course, you die from the said digital chastity belt. You may want to re-come re back on the, the chat to tell everybody that it, you know, it was an accident. It was a hacker. And then once you, uh, once your loved one passes too, you could choose to reunite in the digital world. Yeah, it's so weird. So weird. It creeps me out. Well, that's it. That's all the stories I had. So if you have anything else uh, you want to chip in before we bail on this episode? Um, no, we're doing we're good. I just got to do a lot of uh, editing. Yeah, we got mad editing because we had anybody who knows. If, you, if you're getting to this point and you're like, God damn, that was a choppy episode. It's because our internet had all sorts of issues today. So, uh, you know, that's 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 life. They're using all the internet capable stuff to make dead people chat bots. So we got our little slice over here making our live people uh, podcast. Uh, but with that, uh, Ren and I will bid everybody adieu. Bye. Have a good time. Show me what you got. Furry balls.